What is up, quality people? Welcome back to Equality Pod. We're back and we are ready to do the thing. Quality people, we got some quality people in the house. Aunt Cindy says, Good evening from a rainy MD ready to do battle. That is the theme of today's show battleground people if you haven't already make sure that you because we are on a mission to spread some practical religion oh she is jumping right into it Aunt Cindy says what tea are you drinking I made a gallon pitcher of ginger peach oh that sounds good sounds like something your mom would make yeah that sounds good yes I, I don't know I haven't even Kenya just makes me tea today we are having eucalyptus mint and we don't have honey, so I was trying to make it sweeter, so I added cinnamon to it. It tastes fine to me. Okay. It's cool. like, yeah, the eucalyptus is more like milky. So, yeah, it tastes good, though. It tastes good. Mama Prophet is in the house. She says, let's go, Josh and Kenya. Yeah, we ready to do battle tonight. Um, Aunt Cindy says, we're near drought levels so well i'm glad you got some rain <laughs> then <Yeah. laughs> because that's 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 crazy it felt it feels like it doesn't it feels like when it rains here it rains for like two weeks straight and then it's just like yeah, desert then it's, yeah. for like months and then yeah. it just rains for two weeks straight that's kind of how georgia weather is it's kind of bipolar in that in that sense uh mama probably says cinnamon makes you sleepy is that is that a fact i don't know but you probably need it honestly <laughs> What do you mean? Because so you can sleep well. I sleep fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep like a baby every night. I mean, I'll, you don't sleep that long though. I don't think. I, because I, I, well, I don't wake up to an alarm though. Yeah, that's true. So obviously, I just get my sufficient sleep. I just wake up, <laughs> then go at it. And I get to it, you know. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. All right. Mom Prophet also says, I'm still in Legends, about to do Nordics now. Oh, whoa. Whoa. What you doing in there? So Legends is the gym that my mom built at her house. And so I was over there about an hour ago training and doing my workout. And so, well, we started about two hours ago. We started around six well almost three hours ago around six forty-five. Oh wow <laughs> and so she's still going at it she is dedicated but that is what it takes to be great ladies and gentlemen absolutely she is she's doing battle she is well she's preparing for her battles mm -hmm. right right she's got some big aspirations lofty dreams and she is pursuing them wholeheartedly but it's before you can you know attain your goal then you have to put in your work to prepare so that you can achieve your goal that goes and into our second segment today too i think yeah we're, we're going to be going over the ou softball team going viral they won the softball national championship the women college world series about two two weeks ago now and before their championship game an ESPN reporter, you know, asked them how they stay grounded, and they gave a very faith-based answer. And it wasn't just one of them; it was every single person. Well, all four of them. Yeah. yeah, it was every single person that was up there. The three players plus the coach yeah. that all, you know, boldly professed Christ. And so, I mean, that's not easy to do on a on national television, especially in today's modern culture. But we're gonna break that down for you. Before we get to that, we got a crazy story that we're gonna break down. That is. Maybe battleground on the dark side. And so yeah. that's kind of the theme. Um, it's like a crazy situation that happened in California, uh, of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of crazy things going on in California. But a restaurant and owner basically kind of steals from his employees and then tries to weaponize Christianity in order to advance his cause mm -hmm. which is never the goal of christianity kind of makes all christians look bad when you do that and gives the faith a bad name so we're going to be breaking that down to you as well now let's get into the meat of this thing the title of today's 
podcast called Battleground, and we're going to be looking at it from two perspectives. On the battleground, you can fight for this side or you can fight for that side. In this case, it is the light versus the dark. It is God or you're turning away from God and you are doing the will of Satan. And so we're going to be breaking down two really good stories and topics for you. Uh, but before we get into that, we want to re- uh, we want to remind you and give you a prelude to what is coming. We are at 561 Amen. subscribers. Woo! So thank you for everybody who subscribed. Hey, if you need encouragement, make sure that you go and follow Miss Kenya McIntosh on Medium. She's written a wonderful article on humility. Mm-hmm. And so she has much more to come so make sure you're following that also you can join our private facebook group where we'll be uh, posting some behind the scenes stuff and giving you insights and sneak peeks to different things and you'll learn of things much quicker in there we are starting to get that thing going our next three shows are going to be tomorrow at 8 p.m another quality pod friday we're going to have faith and beyond with miss kenya mcintosh and my mom will be on the show on friday 5 p.m um, we might have to move that time. I'm not sure what my mom's schedule is, but okay. Did y'all set a time? I don't think so. Okay, well, that, we, just the we will have faith and beyond, but we don't know what time yet. Yeah. And then uh, after the faith and beyond episode, I will do a profitable conversation or before, just depending on what time. So let's go ahead and get into our show. All right. Man, this is this is a crazy one here. So, <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> restaurant hired fake priest to get sin confession, sin confession from workers. You can't make this up. Jerry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Quality Life here on YouTube, wherever <laughs> you might be listening to this on your um, podcast, on the podcast, whatever. <laughs> We're failing. Anyway, we got a question for you that we need you to answer. Amen. And that question is, not ask us anything. That question is, does Christian wickedness make all Christians look bad? Does it make us look bad? Now, this is an important question and one that we are going to be exploring. Now, I want you to leave your thoughts in the chat or in the comments if you're watching the replay of this. Because we just want to you know, spark up good dialogue and hear different perspectives. But we are going to give you our perspective. Check this article out. This is crazy. Like I We're said, we're not afraid to lose because if make it's not the end of the up. world if we do lose. Yes, obviously we've worked our butts off to be. Okay, that was not it. Okay, so here we go. Restaurant hired fake priest to get sin confession from workers. All right, it was unholy behavior. Hilarious. The owner of a California. <laughs> Takiria chain. I'm not sure if I said that right, but um, Takiera. Takiera chain um, have been ordered to pay $70,000 in damages to employees who met with a person identified as a priest to confess sins in a workplace. What? That's crazy. 35 employees at Takiera. Garibaldi. Garibaldi, uh, owned by. She Garibaldi, yeah, you who operates it. locations in Sacramento and Roseville. Well, I'm Have gonna you seen be, that? Huh? Have you seen it? Because you were in Sacramento. No, but I'm going to Sacramento again in about a month. So <laughs> Yeah, I'll, you're going to look out for Yeah, me. I'm going to be looking out for this place. Be like, hey, I, I know about you. <laughs> we're awarded the amount following an investigation by the U.S. Department of Labor. Ooh. You know, when the government gets involved, that's never a good sign. An employee told the court the priest urged workers to get the sins out and asked them if they had stolen from the employer, been late for work, had done anything to harm their employer, or if they had bad intentions towards their employer. You know... That's crazy. It's nothing to do with their (laughs) lifestyle. It's only to do with their life pertaining to their employer. Yeah, it's crazy. Like why would you play with their emotions like that? That's right. just messed up. But the other the other side of this is too, why would you go to a priest that your employer, employer brought in? Brought in. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, true. maybe maybe if you had like a really 
good relationship outside yeah. of work with your employer or your boss. But other than that, I mean, it seems kind of weird that you would go to an employer. I mean, that's just from that that perspective. Now, that doesn't justify anything that the employer did, yeah. bringing in a fake priest so that they can, you know, dig dirt on, you know, who was abusing, you know, workplace privileges. But still, like, you, something should have went off in people's heads like, hey, like, uh, something's not right here. Now, to their point, I think some of these people are probably just people who just got over here and are happy to have a job, maybe not documented, and they're just, you know, working, trying to make a way for themselves, not get caught as well, and they're just kind of oblivious to, you know, that way. So, I mean, there's two sides of yeah that coin. I wonder how it was set up. Like, oh, it was like... Hey guys, I brought this priest in. Do you guys, mm-hmm. if you guys need to talk to him, he's over here for you. Or yeah, I'm just curious how. Right. Yeah. It was brought in like that. But it seems very sneaky. Very yeah. sneaky indeed. An employee told the court the priest urged workers to get the sin out and ask them if they had. Okay, I just read that. They added that the intimidating stunt was among the most shameless they had ever seen. They um, the identity. The identity of the so-called priest hasn't been disclosed. Okay, let's go down a little bit. As soon as the confession started, I found the conversation to be strange and unlike normal confessions. Where I would tell a priest about the sins I wanted to confess, Para told a federal court in a sworn declaration. The you know, the impl- sorry, I have a comment. So... The way that she was able to, like, compare and contrast, like, oh, this is what a real confession was like versus mm-hmm. this is this confession's a little off. I think we should have that same discernment when it comes to our teachers and even, like, content that we come across or videos and what we read, too. No, yeah. should have that same comparing and contrasting. No, I like that for sure. And also with this, it shows that, these people, obviously, they're of the Catholic tradition, and so they were probably thinking, oh, this is cool. They are you know, uh, yeah. appealing to my beliefs and mm-hmm. my traditions, and maybe I don't get to go to confession because I'm working so much. Oh, that's, and yeah, so that's good. now you're kind of weaponizing, or you're, you're saying that you're adding you know, value into people's lives, but you're actually weaponizing their tradition and what they believe in and their faith. And mm-hmm. that's where it gets tricky. And so that's why we go back to does Christian wickedness make Christians, like all of Christians, look bad? I mean, and Catholics are, they have different beliefs than a lot of different sectors of Christianity, but they are still under the umbrella of Christianity um, when you're talking about just Christianity at large. So let's continue to read this because it gets it gets very, very interesting down here. So the Department of Labor, like we said, got involved. So the Department of Labor only uncovered the spiritual scam after an investigation into unpaid wages. What? They subsequently discovered that the owner denied employees overtime pay for hours over 40 in a work week, a violation of the Fair Labor Standards Act. Man, that is tough. (laughs) Because I remember I, I worked a job where... Basically, you worked over 40 hours every week. And if I got cut off at 40 or if the uh, basically a normal work week for us was 49. Um, And if I went over 49, um, they tried not to have anybody go over 49. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it just happens. Somebody gets sick or, you know, we're just busy or, you know, just different circumstances come up. But they would they would often get, you know, upset, but they would. They would obviously pay you, but they were upset because they had to pay you. And for them to not pay workers for you know working overtime and contributing to the success of the company, yeah. For them not to you know get something back in return is just criminal. Yeah, it's amazing how paranoid he is or was about his employees, but he's mm-hmm. over here not being a great employer as well right exactly he's like yeah i want to dig up the dirt on you guys yeah well but I'm subsequently good. doing dirt <laughs> myself yeah yeah it's like you know 
hypocritical. Take the plank out of your own eye before mm-hmm. you, you know, judge other people. So, in addition, oh, they subsequently discovered that the owner denied employees. Okay. In addition to the $70,000 in damages, Takiera Garibaldi is now also required to pay $70,000 in back pay to employees. Mm-hmm. Ouch, mm-hmm. that hurts. The owner will additionally have to fork out $5,000 in civil money penalties to the Department of Labor due to willfully... Wow, I don't know what just happened there. Escape. Click escape. Okay, there we go. Due to willfully... Oh, due to the willful nature of their violations. And so it's good that the... um. Employee uh, employees are going to get some back pay. Hopefully it covers, you know, what they were owed plus more, which $7,000 is a lot. So depending on how long this was, hopefully they're compensated above what they were actually owed mm-hmm. because just for having to go through that. Additionally, the Department of Labor says the owner threatened employees with retaliation and adverse immigration consequences for cooperate for cooperating with the department and fired one worker who they believed had complained to the department the post had contacted one of the listed owners of Takiera Garibaldi for comment this employee this employer's despicable attempt to retaliate against employees were intended to silence workers, obstruct an investigation, and prevent the recovery of unpaid wages. The department, the department's solicitors said in a statement. So basically, this guy was digging up dirt on his employees, trying to prevent them from ratting yeah. them or from ratting him, the employee yep. or employer, out to the feds in, yeah. a, in a sense for all the unpaid wages. Corrupt. And as a result. Some poetic justice. See, that's how God actually mm, works. Mm. It's like you tried to use him for your benefit, and some people, you know, get away with some heinous stuff in the name of you know, being a Christian or in the name of Christ, and that's bad. But we also have to understand that all things are working together for our good for those who are called according to his purpose, which is Romans 8 to 8, which is what we went over in Bible study just a minute ago. And so we're going to present... This question that's up there, um, we want to know your thoughts. Does Christian wickedness make all Christians look bad? We're about to give you our thoughts right now. So, this is Kenya's point first. I say yes. I say yes because, especially from, like, the outside looking in. Of course, inside you can kind of, like, tell, and you're like, uh, that's a little off. Okay. But on the outside looking in, for someone who's not a Christian, it's a little off-putting. So I would say it's important for Christians to represent Christ well, and we can do this through a repentant heart and practicing what we read and practicing what we are taught. So that's my point. Okay. Amen. Amen. So here is my point. My point is true believers must always seek Jesus faithfully and disassociate with those who show partiality in his name. We must also own up to our shortcomings and move into the future towards a more Christ-like version of ourselves. And so we need to separate ourselves from people who are doing wickedness, especially in the name of Christ. But then also when we fall short of the glory of God, like we will inevitably do, we need to make sure that we are repentant, like you said, and move forward into the future, becoming more Christ-like. We turn away from whatever that shortcoming was so that we you know, don't stumble into that, that we can be people of integrity. And so that we aren't partial to the law, like it says in James, but that we, you know, do our best to fulfill the law as Christ fulfilled. So Christ fulfilled the law. And as we become more like Christ, hopefully we can fulfill all of the law in the sense that we are walking in God's will and obeying it perfectly. So that's just what we think. We want to know what you think. Please leave your perspective down in the comments. Uh, 
do you think what he did was foul? Amen. Do you think not? Amen. What did you think about what we had to say? Does Christian wickedness make all Christians look bad? We want to know. If you like this video, we know that you're going to want to check out this video next because YouTube recommends it personally for you. We'll see you over there. But until we do, don't be. Later. the Alpha. And the Omega. Like for the algorithm. A, a dull person doesn't doesn't reflect on this verse right here at all. When you saying to yourself, fix, he's literally saying, God's literally saying, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. That is the complete opposite of what you're almost you know, of, of, of a dull person. Right. You know, and so the thing the thing is that God doesn't want the, God doesn't. <laughs> your light isn't shining when you're dull. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, because I mean, the, it ahead. could be. You can say dull. You can say dull person, or you can say dim person. If we're sticking with yeah. the the light analogy of being illuminated, right? And so, a dull person is equal to somebody who's dim or who is just dark, in a sense, because they have no light, and so they're just they're dull in a sense. They're not sharp. Hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I just think it just comes down to man, like just change, change, you know, changing your mindset, changing your mindset, changing, you know, really reflecting on the God, the person that God wants me to be. And we're back, back with our hangout session. Woo! What's up, people? Hope everybody out there is doing well. We're about to dive into your comments and your questions. This Amen. is your time to ask us anything. Hey, make sure Fight that you... Algorithm. Yes, spread this out to your family and friends. We are, you know, growing. We're actually starting to pick up more than one subscriber a day, which is a blessing. And we want to thank everybody who has been sharing this. We want to thank everybody who's newly subscribed, um, who's, you know, a lot of people have found us through shorts as well. And so if you just watch us through shorts, thank you. That, that works too. Um, we just want to encourage people any way that we can yes. so let's dive into some of your some of your comments here so we'll put this on the board let me take that away pop max said hello all he liked that he liked the algorithm i think like for the yeah. algorithm <laughs> kenya lol you're gonna have to fix his comments so he can post oh man hey dad <laughs> thanks for joining so he can't he can't post i think i think he's on the web i don't think he's on the app i think that's the issue but you can still comment on the web it's actually probably i thought it was easier to comment on the web like when you're just on the computer no like like on your phone, he I think he's in Safari oh, instead of like on the app. Yeah, that's a big problem. That's my oh. that's my theory. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's all good. We we thank you. We thank you, Papa Mac, for yeah. tuning in. We we really We love the support. Yeah. We welcome you with open arms. All right, let's see what other comments that we have. Oh, also, you have to be able to, you have to have subscribed for more than five minutes as well to be I able to comment. subscribed yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, then that's not the issue. No. But yeah, I saw um, Aunt Cindy put that. Um, yes, you subscribe, but chat won't come up. Oh, that's very interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Let's All right. see. So, Mom and Prophet says, Bible believers should never fear calling out counterfeit Christians. Yes. Amen, amen to that. Amen. Well, one, because they're not Christians. They're just, you know, they're fake. It's like money. Yeah, like, good. Yeah, it's like when counterfeit money is like you need to get that out of circulation because it's it's not real and it doesn't represent actual the actual value of what somebody can buy. 
So you need to get that out of circulation because a counterfeit Christian doesn't represent the value of what the kingdom brings. Did you have something that you were going to say? I did, but I don't know all the details and names, so I'm just going to leave it out. Okay. No problem. He, Aunt Cindy says, no, when you are legit, the people that have been watching your walk can spot the difference from the counterfeits. Yeah, amen to that. Amen. Amen. The laptop to counter or to comment. It's a good way to put counterfeit. Yeah. All right. Let's uh move in to our next topic. We have a one of my favorite topics that we're about to cover. I really enjoyed this, and I think Kenya liked it as well. So we're about to cover the OU softball team speaking out in a faith-based way during their post-game interviews so this is going to be a very fun one so here we go college softball players give moving faith-based answer to espn reporter you're not gonna believe we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world if we do lose yes obviously we've worked our butts off to be here and we want to win but it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ, and that's all that matters. Gary. Amen to that. Yes. We're about to dive deep into that here on A Quality Pod, here on the Quality Life YouTube channel. We have a question for you, and that question is not to comment. That question is, how does Jesus fulfill you? How does he fulfill you? We want to know your thoughts. Please leave them down in the comments. Yeah, that just kind of messed up. Uh, we like do need you to algorithm. like for the algorithm because we are on a mission to spread some practical religion. Now let's dive deeper into that clip. We're not afraid to lose because if it's not... Alex Scarborough with ESPN, for, for the players, I know you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious. It's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time, the win streak being number one. How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long when anxiety seems like a thing that could very easily set in? Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And yeah. any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. And um, I think Coach has said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, um, uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all. Exactly. And so it's not about having or being in this joy-filled state when everything is going well, but when you're really truly walking in Christ and you are growing in Christ, you have this joy even when things aren't going well, even when you face adversity, even when the whole world seems like your world is kind of crumbling. It's like, no, I can have joy and I can have peace because I am focused and I have the right mentality walking through life. I'm cherishing the memories that I make. I'm cherishing the time that I get to spend with family. And I'm not so focused on, okay, maybe my bank account is, you know, just defaulted the other day or my car broke down. It's like, yeah, those things suck and we need to address them correctly and efficiently. But that's not the end of the world. We're not like, it's just not a huge mood, mood changer to where we're just like, man, like my, my world is just coming crashing down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's unfortunate. But I mean, I still have my family, you know, I still have these people I can lean on and I still have a life, right? All that. So uh, I would, that's really the only the only answer to that, because there's no other way that softball can bring you that um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can be. And that's a big thing. I always tell my players because softball and baseball, basically the same thing, just played a little bit differently. But baseball and softball is basically a game of failure and you're going to fail typically at least 
seven out of ten, probably six six out of ten times if you're really, really good. And that means you're hitting 400, which is like, oh, you're having a very good year. But how do you – the only way you have a really good year like that is if you – understand how to deal with failure and then you can keep moving forward and make adjustments and keep having a positive outlook even when you you go up there 20 times and you don't get a hit it's like okay I didn't get a hit in those 20 at bats but maybe I'll go on a tear in the next 20 at bats Mm -hmm. because if I the next 20 at bats I get like 10 hits right then you know my average you know jumps up and then I can you know everything just starts to average out and so that's the mentality that you have to have when you're going through life as well not only in sports but that's what you know baseball slash softball teaches you it teaches you how to deal with failure and the people who aren't successful at the game generally um, I mean talent could be an issue right which I mean sometimes you just it's just not your sport okay but a lot of times when people are talented enough but they still struggle is because their mentality isn't, you know, focused on the right things. They're not focused on, okay, everything's going to average out. They're focused on their last at bat. They're focused on something they did wrong in another aspect of the game, i.e. on defense or maybe pitching or what what have you. Yeah, that makes me think of what Gabrielle said on your profitable, profitable conversations with her. Mm-hmm. Where she was saying something about you have to reset after – you have to reset after something disappointing happens or whatever right. happens in like the game. Right, like you have to learn to reset. Yeah, there's a term for it that she said. But, yeah, that makes me think of what she said. Right, yeah, no, and resetting is a big part of, you know, going through life. Like yeah. like she said, things aren't always going to be good. Fortunately, they've had success, but it's not like they're undefeated. They went on, I think, a historic win streak this year, which is great. But then they faced a loss at some point. And it could have been easy to be like, man, we went on this historical performance and now it's over. Like, man, woe man, is me. we're not as good as we thought. Right, yeah. exactly. But they just, you know, kept it pushing. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to, you know, win a national championship. And this is before they won. And when they won, they won their third one straight. Yeah. And so it's not like this mentality was the driving force for this year, but it's been the driving force for – won the last three years, but also probably predates that. And it was a structure that got them to the place where they can have a winning mentality because mm-hmm. they were rooted in, you know, a Christ-like spirit. 1,000% agree with Grace Lyons. Um, I went through that my freshman year. I I was so happy to win the college. I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the College World Series, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't have, I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't feel filled, and I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong is that we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world if we do lose. Yes, obviously, we've worked our butts off to be here, and we want to win, but it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. No, that was beautiful. That's real. Because she was saying even when they had success in her freshman year, when they won, I believe the first one, it was like she didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was like, yeah, we did that, but it's like now what? And when you don't have joy and you don't have peace and there's not a stillness over your life, when you're chasing after something and you get it, it's it's never enough. It's like, oh, I made, I hit this mile marker. I got to making a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I guess I just need more money, and I'll be happier because I'm still not happy. I thought I was gonna be happy. I thought I was gonna be happy with that car, but and it, it's not. And then you get to this point, or you should get to this point where you realize that it's not the material things that will make you happy, right? But it's actually the process of going to get those material things and also the the memories that you make along the way the the bonds that you can create throughout life right it's not the things in and of itself that make you happy but it's you know the process you have to enjoy the journey of going along with it and if you add Christ into that then you're going to be the most fulfilled that you can be like he is the sustainer of that joy-filled state yeah because you're not even chasing after your own idea of purpose or your own desires you're chasing after god's 
desires right. and God's purpose for you. So that just takes it on a completely different level, another level. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think a huge thing that we've really just latched onto is eyes up. And you guys mm-hmm. see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really like fixing our eyes on Christ. And that's something where, like they were saying, yeah, you can't find a fulfillment in an outcome, whether it's good or bad. And um, I think that's why we're so steady in what we do and, and our love for each other and our love for the game, because we know this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. Now, a big thing that she said there was they're steady in what they do, right? So even if things were going wrong, right, even if they go through like this Job experience, they're going to keep rocking out. They're going to keep doing this, fixing their eyes towards Christ because they know that he is the way out of that situation. It's like he is there to make them victorious. But even when things seem like all is lost, like on the cross when Christ dies when it seems like all is lost we know that there's a resurrection that is to follow suit that there's victory to follow suit and um i just think once we figured that out and that was our purpose and everyone was all in with that um it's really changed so much for us and i mean i know myself i i've seen so much of a growth in myself with um once i turned to jesus and i realized how he had changed my outlook on life, not just softball, but understanding how much I have to live for, and that's living to exemplify the kingdom. And I think that brings so much freedom. And I'm sure everyone's story is similar, but we all have those great testimonies that have really, like, shown how awesome it is to play for something bigger. Um, And I think that's just what brings me so much joy. And no matter the outcome, whether we get a trophy in the end or not, we're, this isn't our home, and I think that's what's amazing about it is we have so much more. We have an eternity of joy with our Father, and I'm so excited about that. And, yes, I live in the moment, but I know this isn't my home, and um, no matter what, my sisters in Christ will be there with me in the end um, when we're with our, our King. So, Yes. I love it. Yeah, that was that was very good because she's, she's echoing – the fact that it doesn't matter if we get this trophy. It doesn't matter if we have success again. I mean, and that's the similar uh, sentiment that the other two or three said. But what matters is that they're walking with their sisters in Christ, that they're you know, living, you know, fellowshipping, being in communion, and, ha- and you know, having these memories. So, like, every year... I wasn't fortunate enough to win the World Series like they did, but I will forever cherish the memories that I had with my team and going through the process of getting up at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever time we had for weights and going to practice and, you know, after practice, maybe studying with one of my teammates who had the same class as me and just doing life with them. And those are the things that we have to focus on because fellowship and communion and proper relationship, right, is a big part of Christianity, being proper, being in proper relationship with God, with yourself, and then with others as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a lot of these uh, young ladies have, you know, exemplified is that, yeah, their perspective is changing because they're becoming in proper relationship with, you know, not only God, but with themselves and then you know, with the team as well. And I think that's a big reason why they've been able to succeed because they have a similar, they they all have a, you know, similar mindset, right? And that's rooted in Christ. Yeah. I, to add to that, I think so far what we've heard from all of them is there's a system that we can all implement in our own lives, which is, well, one, focus on pointing to Christ first, Two, focus on putting in the work to achieve a goal, whatever Mm -hmm. that goal is. And then three, not making that goal your identity because once we make things that are not of God, that is not not our relationship with God, our identity, Mm. then that's when we get um, what one of the girls said about, well, what's next? That's when we get... Well, because your idol... Mm-hmm. Is not God, exactly. right? You've placed an idol above God. Yeah, so you just get into this mode where it's like, 
oh, I don't know what's next. Mm. I'm not content. I, I'm upset. I'm sad. It just gets into a whole list of emotions. So Right. And when you place that those idols above God, like a trophy or a thing, it's like those things aren't able to help you propel yourself forward yeah. and elevate yourself, elevate your being to help grow you. But God is. And so that's why you shouldn't have anything above God, because those aren't things that can, you know, grow you as a being, as a person in, t- in totality. Like they can't continually sharpen your character. They can't continually, you know, keep you covered in a spiritual in a spiritual sense. They can't continually bring you peace and joy like they're saying. It's they're just finite things. It's like, I have this trophy. Now what? I guess I need another trophy so I can feel this sensation again. It's the same thing as a bad habit. Like if you smoke a cigarette, I, got, I guess I need to, another nicotine hit because I'm fiending for it. I'm fiending for it. It's like, no, Jesus is, wants to take that feeling away from you and just give you this ever since or this just never ending sense of joy, this never ending state of joy, of peace, of stillness. Just freedom. Yes, that's true freedom. Patty, Where the spirit uh, of the Lord is, there is liberty. You've got to keep your eye on the prize and, and really work with these players on, on their skill set. But I think from a human nature perspective, it's easier to learn from failure and from losing than it is from winning. How do you try to stay on top of these players and keep them improving throughout the year when there is that kind of challenge within there? I think they just gave you the answer. So I... Again, they're unapologetic about the way they feel and what they believe, and that makes my job easier because I'm with them in that. So we're we're not looking at what could happen or, oh, the pressure. There is pressure, right? But these guys have embraced it. They love it. They love the big moments because the big moments are the moments that they'll never forget and how it happened. And when we come back 10 years from now, they're going to laugh and remember some fun times and so forth, but uh, they just don't break because they have the right mentality about the way they play the game. I love that. And so how does Jesus fulfill you? Leave that down in the comments. Before we get into our final thoughts, I want to take a moment to stress the importance of having a leader with the right mentality kind of guiding the ship, if you will. And so when you have somebody like Patty Gesso, I think uh, I think that's how you say her last name, who is has this, ment- this winning mentality, we'll call it, this Christ-like mentality, and then her players are very bold and unapologetic, and they're like, yeah, this is the root of our success because we are all, you know, rooted in Christ, then... That just shows what fellowship is all about, what Christian fellowship is all about. And it's like, yes, I have this, you know, leader that or elder that is, you know, overseeing because she would be, in a sense, the elder of their team. And I can turn to her when times get tough because we're we're all of the same mentality. We're all walking in the same light. And as a result, when a sister falls down in this sense, in this example, then somebody's right there to pick them up because they're all kind of headed in the same direction. And I think that's a beautiful story. And that's what it takes for a winning team um, to be rooted in a central ethos and a central mission. And I'm glad that they were, you know, rooted in Christ because I think that is the ultimate thing that you can be rooted in. So how does Jesus fulfill you? Let us answer that now, starting with Kenya. Um, okay, so first I want to say happy. I was thinking about this earlier today as I was washing dishes. Happiness is like artificial sugar. It's great and intense in the moment, but it fades away after a while. But joy is the contentment, the fulfillment, and peace that only comes from Jesus. And Jesus fulfills me because I know he is consistent. He is the same in the Bible, the same then as he is now. And that gives me the peace to know that I am good. 
my own Amen. story about, you know. I like it. I like it. Amen to that. And mine point is as you become more like Jesus, you start to reap the benefits of the joy, love, and peace in well that he embodied. I, I watched that. This is similar to imitating your favorite player's best characteristic to elevate your game. So a lot of people will look at their sports heroes. So mine was like Ken Griffey Jr. when I was younger and I would watch his highlights all the time. I watch him before games. I watch him after practice. I'd watch him when I was struggling. I would watch him when I'm doing good because I was like, man, I want to be like King Griffey Jr. I want to have a smooth, sweet swing like him. I want to be able to run down balls and run into walls like him. And so I would take things that I would see from him, like the best things I could find, and I would try to emulate that into my game. And so as Christians, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to become more like Christ. And as a result, we start to transform more into Christ. So as I was emulating King Griffey Jr., like his swing or kind of the way he would just fly around and attack baseballs in the outfield, um, then I started to play more like him, right? Now, I didn't become him, obviously, (laughs) because I didn't make it to uh, professional baseball. But as Christians, that is our aim, is to continually become more and more like Christ. And as a result, then we will have the joy, we will have the love, we will have the peace, we'll, have, we'll start to see the things that Christ embodied manifest in our lives. So that's what we think. We want to know what you think. Amen. Here it is. How does Jesus fulfill you? Hey, if you like this video, I know you're going to like this video right in front of my face because YouTube recommends it for you personally they personally recommend it hey make sure you like for the algorithm because we're on a mission to spread some practical religion we will see you over in our next video but until then don't be alpha and the omega like for the algorithm just is the religious bow to their idols propositions and so this is something that i see a lot um, in our society where people get so obsessed with their favorite bible teachers it's like oh no like you can't go wrong with this person or i only study this person or i follow this person because of what they can do in my life and that's sometimes dangerous because then you get into a habit of just accepting what that person is giving you or what that Bible teacher is giving you rather than actually going through the process of critically thinking about texts for yourselves and analyzing what exactly it means and how it can apply best in your life because we we are all you know walking um, a different journey in a sense because we're all different people that doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want right we still live according to the values that were set before us but that does mean that we we do strive for God in everything that we do and yeah we just we just look to God Welcome back to a quality pod. Let's get into some quality comments. So, Aunt Cindy says, Jesus is my all in all. He gives me a high five on the mountaintop experiences and holds me close in the valley. While the world only hands a tissue. Amen, Amen to that. Hey, people, make sure you... We're on a mission to spread some practical religion. Let's get into some more quality comments. So, T Mac says, Jesus fills me with love and laughter, brings there. Being there. Oh, being there. I'm sorry. I can't read today. Being there for others and in the midst if things happen. He says, Stop and think. Don't forget about joy I gave you. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen to that. Mama Prophet says, He is my peace when chaos attempts to break out in my mind. He is my confidence when I'm apprehensive. That's how Jesus fulfills me. 
Yes, I like that. I like that. Those are all some wonderful, wonderful answers. And we just want to encourage you that, you know, this world is a battleground. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against, you know, spirits, principalities, the things that aren't seen, right? And so we want to encourage you to fight for the right side, fight for the light side instead of fighting for darkness. So, in other words, be on Team Jesus. If you believe in that mission, we would love for you to subscribe here on The Quality Life. Our next three shows, we're going to be back at it tomorrow at around 8 p.m. with another Quality Pod. And then Friday, we'll have Double Trouble with Faith and Beyond episode. Very special one because my mom will be talking with my girlfriend. So that should be very interesting. And then right after that, or maybe before that, just depending on scheduling, we will have a profitable conversation also on Friday. If you need encouragement, make sure to check out Kenya McIntosh on Medium. She's uh, writing some great articles. So if you're into, you know, just reading news articles and stuff, go ahead. She's trying to get to 100 or 100 followers. Mm -hmm. So make sure you check her out there. We're at 561 subscribers as of the beginning of this podcast. Our goal is to get to a thousand so we can do some really cool things as far as live streaming features that YouTube opens up when you get to a thousand subscribers. So make sure that you are liking for the algorithm and sharing this with your family and friends. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. So um, you can go to the quality group on Facebook and we will let you into the group and we'll be doing some reveals and some behind the scenes stuff that you will get access to first, um, as well as when we get enough engagement, you'll be able to you know, vote on topics in the group as well, but you got to be a part of it. So head on over to Facebook. Link is the first thing in the description as well. Um, before we get out of here, we'll read a couple more quality comments. T Max says, "You have, you all have to read her blog. Wonderful. Oh, yes. Amen. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Very good. It's very good. So, we're about to get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Make sure that you are pressing towards God, meeting Jesus at the top of the mountain. Gilly, God is always with you. Do you have any final words?" I think you said everything. I said everything. I said it all. We'll see you tomorrow.